You know that feeling, that feeling when you discover the perfect teammate, that feeling when you just balance each other out, that feeling when you create great things together. Well, that's the feeling I got when I interviewed sibling filmmakers Anthony and Joe Russo, aka the Russo brothers. Born into an Italian-American family in Cleveland, they share their journey from making art house films to blockbusters like The Grey Man, their new Netflix movie starring Ryan Gosling. So get the popcorn ready and listen to the moments that made the Russo brothers one of Hollywood's hottest double acts. I'm Theo van den Bruecke. Welcome to The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. I started the interview by asking them about the early years, how they started working together, their dynamic and their creative process. Here's Joe. I think it was in our early 20s, you know, we're both pursuing uh, other careers at the time, and uh, a legal career, and I was looking at acting. We had a love of movies since we were kids and, you know, made a decision at a point, I think in the early 90s, when Sundance was um, fueling dreams of young filmmakers that they could, uh, you know, make a movie for nothing regionally. Uh, get into Sundance and, and get discovered and be the next big thing in Hollywood. And we decided to make a film. Unfortunately, our taste was a little bit more um, extreme and radical than the type of movies that were um, exploding out of Sundance. Uh, we're fortunate enough that uh, you know we got discovered by Steven Soderbergh, and that's really how our career began. We transitioned over time from you know making art house fare into more commercial fare under the tutelage of Stephen, who had a similar trajectory uh, in his career. There's generally two reactions to uh, the fact that we work together. One is, oh, I wish I could work with my sibling like that, or, oh my God, I could never work with my sibling like that. It tends to be one or the other. Um, we don't have a very studied process. We basically have a nonstop dialogue between us. It, it it's just uh it's the way we started you know we we learned how to make movies together we came up in cleveland uh where we grew up and there's not you know this is pre-digital there wasn't uh much of a filmmaking community there so when joe and i began thinking about filmmaking we were reading a lot of books and talking to one another about those books and we weren't studying film formally at the time uh we were starting to play around with equipment finding the few people in town that that had knowledge about film equipment and again this was stuff that he and i were figuring out together so we developed this process of just approaching filmmaking in a type of partnership where we were feeding off of one another and learning together and growing together and then figuring out how to express ourselves together and it just became a natural process we we come from a large italian american family we're very used to um sort of having strong close relationships with our family members our relationship just kind of grew from there and our, our process is very informal. We should talk about The Grey Man. You've kind of created this film, fantastic film, at a very established point in both your careers, your shared career. Um, how did it come about? So while we were shooting, um, we were approached with a book and I did a, an adaptation of this book that I thought was really spectacular read. It was really dynamic. It was... An, you know, an incredible sort of exercise in action um, from start to finish. I had really inventive set pieces. And, uh, you know, once 
once we took on Civil War and then the two Avengers movies, obviously we had to put this aside and then came back to it um, after uh, uh, we were done with those films and started Agbo, our own company. And, um, uh, you know, we got the rights out of Sony and, uh, and set the film up uh, um, at Netflix. Fantastic. So, Anthony and Joe, I mean, there are a couple of really extraordinary moments in the film. The scene in Prague is one of my favorites, and the scene in the plane yeah. is absolutely fantastic. There are loads of extraordinary scenes in this film. What was your favorite moment during filming, and which was your favorite scene to film? Wow. Well, I mean, look, they were all thrilling and challenging. I mean, every the movie was intended to be sort of a, a, a an adrenaline rush and, and a, a gauntlet of action uh, that this lead character is put through. They were all challenging. They were all exciting. Certainly the scene in Prague was very difficult to shoot. It was a massive set piece that involved huge sections of the city, involved a, a big main square in the city. It involved a tram careening through town with a car chase. It was very complicated. So that scene, I mean, our whole team basically had to draw upon all of our experience and, and reach beyond what we'd ever done before in order to figure out how to achieve that scene. So I think in a lot of ways that was the most challenging scene, but maybe also the most satisfying because of that level of challenge. I'm really intrigued at how, you know, you were talking about going from art house films to these more commercial pieces. Like directing an action film like this feels like it's a real act of production and it's an act of kind of figuring out where the moving parts are going to be and how to bring them together. Is it a very different skill set, would you say? And has it been kind of easy to master? Was it a, an easy transition or did you find it quite challenging? Comedy and action are very similar. I mean, we spent a long time doing comedy. So it's all about geography. It's all about spatial awareness. It's all about where things go in the frame. Comedy is, you have to prep it. You have to prep a physical gag in comedy. You have to prep a physical gag in an action film, you know? And, uh, and that requires a level of precision and safety and stunt teams. And so it's sort of a natural progression for us through our careers to, um, to go from, you know, shows like Arrested Development and Community into, you know, uh, Winter Soldier, Gray Man. And in fact, you know, these were some of our favorite movies growing up were action thrillers. We like genre quite a bit. We like that you can infuse genre with interesting thematics and make it propulsive and watchable and at the same time give people some, you know, some head food uh, if they're looking for it. I mean, I've, I've said this in the past, that, that movie almost killed us. I mean, it's nine set pieces. And set pieces require, you know, long, very long days. They're, they're strenuous. Uh, they're very physical. Uh, you know, you have to be very careful with safety issues. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, Anth and I edit at night when we're shooting action. We go into the edit room, we look at cuts, and we assess the work that we've done. And you know, we're always chasing storytelling, and we're always chasing how do we improve it. Uh, and so, you know, doing nine set pieces, you're doing that over and over and over again, endlessly for six months. Um, you're really sleeping, you know, four or five hours a night. It's exhaustive. It's mentally taxing, emotionally taxing. So. Uh, this was a very, very difficult movie to make in a lot of ways because the movie is wall-to-wall -wall action. The exercise is to make people forget that they have popcorn in their lap and they don't eat it by the time the end of the movie shows up. They're like, oh my God, I was so engrossed in what was happening that uh, I forgot to, uh, to eat my buttered popcorn. So that's really the uh, approach on this film. It's, you know, how, how far can we push it? How relentless can we make it? 
Uh, it's a ticking clock movie, uh, and it's two very extreme characters, um, uh, you know, in a parable of, of good and evil. How do you maintain kind of good morale on a set like that, where it is so high pressure and there's so much kind of going on and if you're having to do these early starts you're all together i imagine in a very it's like a kind of what's it called a pressure cooker how do you manage that well we're very fortunate we've gotten to the place in our careers where everybody on our team is the best at what they do right so they don't they require very little external motivation to deliver uh really inspired top-level work. So uh, our job is basically just to make sure everybody's feeling good and is well-supported, you know? So we uh, we try to create a very casual atmosphere on set. I mean, everybody is focused and the, the work is serious and sometimes even dangerous with action. So there's always a level of focus, but uh, we try to keep things very relaxed and we try to have fun in between takes. You know, it's it's complicated. The movie's, movie's hard, it's physically hard, it's physically hard on the actors and the crew. And sometimes the material in the film is, gets pretty dark and tense as well. The stakes are very high in the movie. So we try to, between takes, we try to make sure people are laughing and people are sort of having a good time and there's a way to engage in life beyond what we're all sort of doing in that given moment so that people maintain a nice, healthy balance and stay in a good space. It's really important. That's the energy Joe and I like to have around us. I'm intrigued with something like this, where you, again, have so many elements coming together and so many people working on it. At what point do you know that you're finished? Like, when, when is that line? Because there must be so much you can do and tinker. Usually when they take the movie out of our hands yeah. and they're like, this has to go into a theater, this has to get uh, shown. You're always working on it until the last minute. You know, everyone involved are perfectionists. We're all used to working at the highest level and... You know, you're, frankly, we're constantly pushing deadlines. We're constantly being called and said, can we please, please just get the movie here? It's not going to be ready. So you're always, um, there's always something that can be made better. Do you feel proud of the film? And if so, is there a specific part of which you feel proudest? I love this film. I think it's one of my favorite that we've made. Uh, and I love the tone of the movie. I love that it... Um, you know, Anthony and I love to experiment with tone, and we find that tone is probably the most interesting aspect of just about any film, and that when a movie really, really succeeds, it's because of tone, and when it fails, it's because of tone. And what, you know, we like to do is is combine different tones uh, in ways, like a mad, like mad scientists in a laboratory mixing together beakers. Um, you know, we like to play with tone in a way that, you know, gives you something that feels a little fresh or a little different. This movie has, uh, you know, some familiar genre elements to it, without question, but it also has a very quirky sense of humor to it. Uh, it's very, you know, there's some very twisted thematics at the heart of the film. It's both extremely violent at moments and then very heartfelt. And then, you know, it moves through a lot of different uh, emotions and phases. Uh, and hopefully that gives the audience a more rewarding experience of the film. You go in thinking it's going to be an action film and you have a very clear idea of what an action film is and then you are, I found myself surprised kind of quite consistently at certain points. And you're like, okay, that subverts what I expected it to be, which is, I imagine, success in your eyes, which is a great thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing to hear from you, yeah.
I'm intrigued to know in terms of the actors. I mean, again, you've got a lot of big people on that set, like a lot of big names. Um, where, did you feel any specific pressure with any of them? And how do you negotiate that generally? We feel very fortunate to have been able to assemble the, the cast we did on this movie. It, it is unbelievable. Um, and uh, But Joe and I are very actor-orientated. We love actors. A lot of our process involves... Uh, sort of talking with actors about their roles, their approach to the film, uh, sort of really pulling out of them ideas that they have about their characters, figuring out what we can use from that in, in order to give them a more uh, personal, emotional investment in the character and sort of how to make the movie stronger and more dimensional, push things in directions maybe we hadn't been thinking of. Um, so we we really love the process of working with actors. You know, after having made Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame, I don't think there's any size cast that's like uh, ever going to be too intimidating for us to handle uh, once we dealt with that the size of that cast. But um, And also, everybody's an immense professional. I think we all feel very lucky to have the opportunity to make a movie like this. And for many of the cast members, they've never made a movie like this before. And do you feel like, obviously you've got two very, very big names in there, specifically in Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, but do you feel like a a desire and a responsibility to bring in new names to kind of give them a platform with what you do? Without question, I mean, that's a huge part of it is when and where can you, you know, um, encourage diversity, where and when can you bring in you know, new talent, fresh talent that people haven't seen before, give them an opportunity. I mean, we were given that opportunity uh, uh, by Steven Soderbergh. I think w one example of that in The Gray Man that we're very proud of is you know, there is an, an, a really accomplished actor named Danush, who is a big star in India, but not really known outside of India. And uh, we're able to bring him to global audiences through this movie in a really special role uh, and a, an incredible performance that he gave. It's a really interesting one. I mean, do you feel... I guess often when you've watched these kind of big action films before, you felt that there is a very kind of Western-centric kind of um, viewpoint, right? Because by nature of where they're made and who they're made by. Um, but they are global. I mean, they're probably the most global product um, that exists today in terms of the reach that they have. I mean, you've kind of said it, but do you feel the, the weight of that responsibility or do you try and kind of, how do you navigate that? We look at it as an amazing creative opportunity. You know, that, that's really how we frame it. Joe and I, like, we grew up watching a lot of global cinema. We, we grew up near the Cleveland Cinematheque, and it has an amazing program of art cinema and global cinema. So from a young age, we were very interested in where cinema can take you, far beyond your, uh, your sort of local experience. And that's something that we've fed off of through our whole careers. As we were taking those movies around the world, there's audiences for those movies in every corner of the globe. And to be able to engage with those audiences and then start to engage with filmmakers in those all over the world, that was an amazing, exciting, creative process for us. And so that's the real opportunity that Joe and I look for in these movies is what can we do when our palette is the entire world rather than a more traditional, narrow Hollywood palette? And that's exciting for us. And I, I do think there are other um, sort of benefits of it, of course, you know, giving people voices and platforms that they haven't had before is critically important. But I think the heart of it for us is, cre is creative opportunity.
what excites us. I mean, we tend to try to do things that are different from what we've done before. We did experiment with different tones on each of the films and slightly different genres. But, you know, we're, we get restless quickly, you know? I think we have high-functioning ADHD, and, you know, once we've done, uh, um, you know, one, one type of project, we don't tend to want to repeat it immediately on the next one. Another thing Soderbergh taught us early on in our careers was just not, you know, not to allow people to define us. He said that's death. You know, you allow the press, which, you know, is in, in, according to him, was inherently lazy and wanted to encapsulate who you were in five words uh, and move on to the next. He's like, don't let them uh, encapsulate you in five words. Don't let them define you in those five words. Uh, and, uh, and so our, our careers have been uh, um, a test of that uh, thesis. Uh, if there anything that uh, at the start of our careers that I wish I'd known, that I know now. I mean, there's this famous um, story where a young filmmaker had asked Steven Spielberg, uh, you know, they said, Steven, I just got my first big movie. Can you give me any advice? And he said, yeah, I get a tr physical trainer, you know, because um, it's going to beat you up. Uh, and, uh, you know, the physical toll that it takes on you is dramatic. So I guess uh, I would have I eaten less pizza along the way. <laughs> Andre, you? I mean, the physical endurance is, is a strong one for sure. Um, I sort of feel like my entire career, I just, I, I really love the process of discovery that's inherent in this kind of work. And I like the fact that um, each movie is an opportunity to take us somewhere we haven't gone before, psychologically or philosophically and intellectually or even physically. Joe and Anthony Russo, the Russo brothers, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk to us about The Grey Man, your new project. Very excited. Everyone should watch it. Uh, thank you for joining me at The Edge. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Edge. Let us know what you thought in the comments wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and leave us five stars. It does make a difference. Thank you so much to the Russo brothers for joining me. I'm your host, Theo van den Brucke, and I'll be back next month with another episode of The Edge, a podcast by Tag Heuer. See you soon.